Hey, this is Kevin from Kevin's Barbecue Joints, and welcome to episode 303 of the Kevin's Barbecue Joints podcast. And this one is so great. It's with Ian Timmons from Tom and Bingo's Barbecue in Lubbock, Texas. You might not have heard of Tom and Bingo's, or maybe you heard of it offhand. By the end of this, you'll have a firm understanding as to what Tom and Bingo's is all about and what Ian Timmons is bringing to this barbecue joint that opened in 1952. The story of Tom and Bingo's past and present involves a boy leaving home when he was 14, a cow, a lemonade stand, the Grateful Dead, fish, secret pizza making, Albert Barbecue in Denver, Jimmy Ho, Daniel Vaughn, Kelly Yandel, Goldie's Barbecue, and so much more. I promise you're gonna love this one and you're going to want to visit Lubbock and Tom and Bingo's. Uh, it's, I can't thank Ian enough for taking the time and being so honest about all these emotions that he's felt throughout the years of taking this barbecue joint that was owned by his father-in-law, keeping the heritage, keeping the history, but then also transforming it into the current style of barbecue, but melding those two things. Again, I just I so appreciate him taking the time. I know you're going to love this. And the Kevin's Barbecue Joints podcast and YouTube show is brought to you by Flores Tortillas. Check them out at florestortillas.com. Tortillas with beef towel in them every Monday at 10 a.m. They drop on the website so you could order them. Again, that's florestortillas.com. I know you're going to love those. As well as we're brought to you by Centex Smokers. They're out of Luling, Texas. Pit Builder. Michael Johnson can do just about anything. His lead time right now is about 12 to 14 months. Check them out at Centex underscore smokers on Instagram. Give them a follow. You're going to love his stuff. Just, it'll be inspiring just to look at through Instagram, but if you're interested, give them a DM, get a quote. Again, that's Centex Smokers. In the end, thanks so much for listening. I super appreciate it, and I know you're going to love this interview with Ian. Good morning, Ian. How are you? Good, good. It's uh, early morning, and I'm drinking a little cup of coffee, so it's my happy place. <laughs> yeah, same with me. I got my coffee, too. Yeah, it's, um, my day, it's my day off, so yeah, it, I'm, is I'm it true? Is it truly a day off for you? Uh, it's it's a not a true day off, but uh, uh, Mondays I I generally trim some briskets and do some paperwork and and that's about it. So so it's, it's a couple hours of work, but a good day off. Not too bad. So what are yeah. your hours right now at the restaurant? Yeah, yeah. So we'll go uh, Tuesday through Saturday, eleven till we sell out. Um, and Tuesdays it's just a kind of a burger day. It's like a prep day. Um, I started doing you know, the brisket cheeseburger. Yeah, they look and, so good. Look and so good. Uh, yeah, thank you. That's all we have on our menu for, for Tuesdays and some sausage and our sides and stuff, but it's a prep day. It's our first day of the week. So we can't have brisket that day. I was but, wondering why you did Tuesday. Yeah. That makes sense. So that gives so, you kind of a little bit of breathing room. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a, a, a better, I, I don't know how much detail you want me to go into, but of course, no, I, as much as you want, it's that uh, people are interested and people, and I, I think, and I could say this, a lot of people don't know a lot about you guys. So let's, yeah. let's go into as much detail and then we'll jump into, cause I want to, like I had mentioned off camera, the history of Tom and Bingo's and then your background. And also we had talked to you in a band. So I want to hear about that too. Cool. So uh, yeah, so Tuesdays we do brisket. We basically, anything that, if we have any leftovers or anything, um brisket or pork wise we'll kind of heat that up and see what is still of quality that we can use okay um historically we used to have a double cook um on saturday have a day off on sunday and then reheat those briskets back on tuesday to have brisket again but after i start getting after i started to get into um the food more i didn't like to reheat anything and we had to figure out something else Gotcha. We figured out the burgers okay. and I was like, all right, we're going to try and have these burgers on Tuesdays. That'll give us not, not a double cook because the double cooks are hard for us. Yeah. And we'll have a, we can have a really great burger and something a little bit different. And then we can increase our quality on both, you know, Saturday and, and, to, and Wednesday when we have briskets for the first time of the week. How was that response to the cheeseburger? Oh, it was brutal. It was, uh, cause I, cause I want to know like the response to a lot of stuff because obviously. Yeah. 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 The customer responses is kind of like a, it's, it's been a big thing for my transition. Um, but the burger response was pretty rough for, for a good while people would come in and, you know, they, they expect they've expected to have this for the last 65 years and they didn't have, have a chopped beef sandwich, right? Is that, yeah, is yeah, that? yeah, kind of. But and we didn't have a chopped brisket sandwich for them, and they were like, just mind blown. <laughs> they thought that I was 
just ruining the whole yeah, you destroyed place. everything and i was like well have you tried this burger it's a really good burger it's a solid burger and uh you know some of them would would leave and like just scoff at me and oh wow um and that's fine you know i i understand where they're coming from and i i respect that and i but i wanted to you know i wanted to kind of get people out of their comfort zone a little bit and because it the intent my intention was you know to to increase the quality of of you know i had good intention yeah you know it wasn't like i was just changing this so that i would ruin their day yeah like like um, this is my way and you it's you, there's a, there's there's thought behind it yeah yeah so after they tried the burger which if they would get mad i'd be like let i will give you this burger <laughs> just try it and now you know probably six months later now, if I don't have a burger, like on Wednesday, you know, the days I don't have burgers, they'll be mad at me now that I, if I don't have a burger. So of course. I guess I consider that a win. You know? that, that is a win. Yeah, it would be interesting to be a fly on the wall on those early days of transition as to like how, like the reaction of customers, because we all know, even if you're just a regular barbecue joint that has never changed, there's still the cu- customers still get upset about every little yeah. thing so to have that well, let's before we get into that because i want to get sure, into that sure. deeply do you talk about tom and bingos and was Dwayne and i uh, my condolences was oh, he a fa- was he your father-in-law is that he was my father-in-law okay yeah, okay. yeah tom and bingos the the store that i'm at now opened in 1952 okay um by tom uh and uh he started tom started i mean the history is so rich he started when he was, he left his house when he was 14 years old. Uh, he, yeah, he moved out so, somewhere in East Texas. This history is so old and, and Dwayne passed away so suddenly that I didn't have, I don't have uh, all the facts uh, like, you know, down. Um, but I, I know enough. I've listened to stories enough. Yeah. I can give you the basics. Uh, but he, he moved out when he was 14 and him and his buddies, they, they, they couldn't make any money um they were they had a cow they bought a cow and uh and they they bought a whole cow and they couldn't sell it and and well actually before that well this history is is it's cloudy no this is all but it's but this is interesting already like they had a cow (laughs) yeah yeah they bought a cow to try and sell and and they couldn't sell it they couldn't sell the cow so they had to cook it basically okay so they started cooking it and it started working a little bit better, but either before or after this, uh, he worked at Shoemakers in in the DFW area. Okay. Um, and he kind of learned some stuff there. And Shoemakers is kind of where a lot of these barbecue joints today that you'll see, like Sonny Bryant and Doug's, and um, some of these. Uh, there's a, there's a lot of maybe Ernie's. Um, I want to look at the research. I want to research into that now. Okay. Yeah. So they have, and Daniel Vaughn wrote a good article about the shoemakers. You can look that up. Okay. I'll look it up. I must've missed it. Okay, cool. Yeah. And, uh, and the, he, he explains it a lot better than I can. And I help. he, he's kind of what got me, he called me to get some information on this a few years ago. And he's kind of what sparked this oh. interest in me. Um, so, uh, so yeah, all these guys work for shoemakers and they learned this. And when you, if you go into a barbecue joint and you see a condiment table with like pepperoncinis, and onions and pickles and sauce, they all kind of look similar. They that probably they probably have roots back to shoemakers. Okay. So oh. more than I've, like, I've, I've always been really intrigued with like the family trees and where people branched off from because like the the more recent stuff like with La Barbecue and things, so you could know where guys, well, all these different guys had worked and then they branched off and so that's interesting. But way back, it makes sense that they would have yeah. would have been places that they would have sparked. Yeah, this was I think back in maybe the 30s, 40s ish. Like, uh-huh. yeah, like a, I, it was insane. So and and don't quote me on all this. Go look at Daniel Vaughn's article. Okay, he, yeah, I'll, he, I'll put a link to it out below for people. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot more accurate. Tom kind of started barbecuing that way. He couldn't get rid of his cow, so him and his him and his third cousin uh, Bingo, um, which is a nickname. Uh, started in Tyler, East Texas, started selling barbecue 
but they slaughtered that first cow and so. i guess yeah i would hate to to know any more details than i know that's about a that. i bet that was true ugly. farm to table whatever that's great yeah yeah, yeah. And then Tom, they moved to Amarillo, um, and he met his wife there. And I, he was planning on going. He was planning on selling barbecue until he made it to the ocean. He wanted to go see the ocean, um, like, so the, like gonna, the Pacific Ocean or the Gulf, or yeah, one of one of the oceans. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. Indian um, Ocean, yes. Yeah, um, but uh, he he. Oh, interesting. He, he met his uh, his his wife in Amarillo, and I guess that's kind of where. He put the brakes on it and, and he, him and Bingo set up in Amarillo for a good while. Okay. And I think him and Bingo kind of parted ways. Bingo stayed in Amarillo and there was actually a, two Tom and Bingos in Amarillo. Um, one on Bell Street and uh, the other one, I don't really know. Um, and Bingo kind of ran that for a while. Um, and Tom came to Lubbock. He had one um, across from Lubbock High. Okay. Uh, here in Lubbock, and he had two more, one uh, by the old hospital and one downtown. Okay, because I knew there were three, but I, I, so apparently there were five then. Yeah, there was a lot. Yeah, they had or a lot. More, of, maybe. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and the last one was the one that that I have now, and um, on Thirty Fourth Street, and uh, that was back when he built that one. That was out in the country. Um, the his he tried to get a loan. And the banker said that it was too far out in the country for, for them to give them a loan, which is funny now because it's like right in the middle of town. So. <laughs> it's not the country anymore. No, not at all. Wait, so it's, so is Tom Dwayne's father? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Tom was, yeah. Dwayne's father, my wife's grandfather. Okay. Okay. Yep. And then, so then, then obviously Dwayne started working with his dad to help, like kind of like a lot of kids that are in the barbecue business. Yeah, yeah. Tom had uh, two boys and three girls and I think they all kind of helped him. He put them all to work like pretty early. So they all uh, were cooking barbecue and chopping onions and doing stuff from a really young age. I think, I think the boys had to work, had to work there right, right after school. They were playing baseball. They'd come <laughs> help Tom with some that he'd get some free labor out of them. You want to make uh, sure they didn't leave at 14 and go off on their own somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. So did he build then like this location where they, did they build the pits by hand? Like, uh, and you have a, you don't have a, you don't have an office offset, right? You have like a big brick pit, right? Or a yeah. 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 So yeah, they built those, uh, those brick pits, fire bricks, old school fire bricks that they built. And, uh, they, you know, the, they've been worked on a little bit, but they're the original brick pits and it's kind of offset. Um, I don't know. I have some videos on my Instagram just to show people, uh, but they kind of make sense. You know, Um, it's, they're, they're tough to cook on. It's not like an offset where it's nice and smooth. There's a lot of there. We got to just adapt and moving things a lot, doing things. Yeah. We have like a, a fire trash can lid that we'll use to cover the box and for airflow we use both of our doors our side doors so that makes sense it's, it just makes us adapt and i think it makes us really it, it makes you learn how meat is cooked and it, it's it, it makes you learn a lot i think mm-hmm. and especially if you had if you got an offset someday you probably it would be so much easier for you because of what you the challenges that you've had to deal with yeah, that's that's my hopefully I would that's, you would think. That's what I'm telling myself. So um, it's like a, like a weight on a baseball bat. It'll make us better cooks, and <laughs> uh, eventually we will have to get an offset if we keep doing this, which you know I plan on it um, because they have a, a life expectancy. I mean, they're already 67 years old, and I've had to repair them, and they're kind of like warping, and sometimes like dr- grease will drip down into it's into the fire. It's uh, they're crazy to cook on, but it's, uh, it's like a connection to mm-hmm. a, a past world. So I, as hard as they are, I love them to death. And you can't get rid of that. No, I don't think so. No, I would never get rid of it. And I told myself, you know, I, I told myself I'll cook on them until I can't anymore. Yeah. And then it would, yeah. And it, yeah, I think it's like, it brings up bad karma, right? Like there's like bad, like this mentally, it would be, it wouldn't make yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's not a, it's not right to do to the previous pit masters. And, no. and uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's the tradition. Like it's, that's what makes Tom and Bingo's Tom and Bingo's. And, uh, and you have these big metal 
doors, right? Isn't like yeah, they have like weighted, yeah, that big weighted doors. Yeah, yeah. So it's They're similar, pretty... not similar, but it's it's the old school style. There's places yeah. in Lockhart that have places, and then there's yeah, okay. That's Very it's cool. it's interesting because as I was doing more research to the thing last night, I was trying to find out more, and it's and like it's it's elusive to find out exactly what's going on. But I did, you know, you you are starting to put stuff on your Instagram, and there's a Facebook. There's there's stuff that you could see now with you then how, what's your path? How do you, I know obviously you get married into the family, but how does that work? What, where did you grow up? Yeah, so I, I was born and raised eight years in Austin and then my parents moved to Lubbock when I was eight. So okay. um, I actually moved on to my wife's block when I was eight. <laughs> she wasn't my wife then obviously, but uh, uh, I moved on to her block and uh, she was like the first person that I met in Lubbock really uh, yeah yeah she had a she had a lemonade stand literally the day we drive up to our house she had a lemonade stand she was the same age as, is... as me and I walked down there and I I was a big yo-yoer back then uh I thought that was pretty cool so I like walked down there and bought a a cup of lemonade from her and her friends and I guess you show off a little bit yeah I did some yo-yo tricks and she was pretty <laughs> impressed yeah that's kind of, I think, what sealed the deal. That is what, generally, yeah. I, yeah. Maybe yeah. that's my problem. I need to pick up the yo-yo. You should try it if you're, yeah, if you haven't before. Yeah, because I've been married and I'm not married <laughs> now, so obviously <laughs> I'm going to be uh, going on Amazon and buying a yo-yo after this. That's, yeah, yeah. But I and haven't yo-yoed in so no long. But yeah, actually, yeah. It, it'd be worth it. It's But yo-yos are also frustrating, too. That's a, and yeah, there's and also then, like those guys, like they're probably like, there's people that do those tricks. You're like, hot yeah, damn it, I can't yeah. do Cat that. in the cradle, you know? Yeah, yeah, Cat yeah. The That's the only one I remember. <laughs> That's the only one I remember too, yeah. which was kind of like a weird one because then like, how do you go from that to like, yo, it's, it's weird. Um, so yeah. how, and how much was the, um, the lemonade? I don't know. I feel like it was, a, it was priced pretty, pretty decent. I could afford it. So <laughs> obviously. So then were yeah. you like, tight-knit friends or did you just knew no, her on the block no you? she was really shy um she uh she didn't really talk to me until a long long after that so yeah sorry let me pick up so we moved to uh, Lubbock I guess my culinary my first job was at Dairy Queen okay uh, when I was 16 uh, me and my best friend Ben we started uh, we worked there together and I guess my first experience with food was like they put me I was a 16 year old kid and they put me on the grill for like a day and I was like my mind was blown that that I was making this food and that people were going to eat the food that I made and it that really yeah I I that was the first moment that I understood and uh the importance of like I just couldn't believe it. it the, the importance and the care that you have to take that these people are, you can make them sick. You know, you can, I was just so nervous and I was, uh, that's kind of something clicked in that moment. Interesting. Um, so yeah, I worked there for a little bit and then I, uh, I worked at a Italian place here called Orlando's, which is a pretty big spot here. Still there. It's still here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was a waiter and I, uh, I, they make really great pizzas. Um, and I started to enjoy making pizzas. I would go back after my shift and I would hang out with the pizza cooks and I would, they would teach me how to make pizzas. And I really enjoyed making pizzas. And, uh, I would, I would get to where I, I would literally go help. I was a waiter and I would go help the pizza cooks on my weight, on my shift during my shift. And I would make a pizza after each shift and, and it was Super Bowl Sunday, and uh, I got fired because I was making too many pizzas. I, I didn't ask if I could make pizzas. <laughs> yeah, I was, one, I was and, wondering if the owners knew. Yeah, no, they did not know. So I came in on Super Bowl Sunday, and they fired me and because uh, I was making too many too many pizzas without asking. Um, so uh, have, you, do you, have you mended fences with them? Yeah. Actually, okay. funny enough, me and the owner talk like, he likes Tom and Bingo's and he's like a really, really nice guy. And um, he helps me a lot. So he, yeah, we did it. That's kind of uh, satisfying. No, that's no, that's nice because I was fired from a grocery store. I was, I had put my resume in for years, this little local one right by us. And 
they never they never called but then they called like three days before fourth of july and our family was going out of town for so i word they said come in tomorrow you're fired and that's why i worked and they said come in tomorrow you're fired which is like a weird thing to say and then the next day i'm like they said come in tomorrow you're fired i said no i have this vacation they're like pick up your check then and so the longest time my parents didn't go visit we 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 used to give them so much business and we didn't and then slowly but surely we fixed yeah yeah it was their law it was their law (laughs) i guess so yes yeah yeah well, so okay, paying for so, orlando's their law so. yeah exactly yeah That's orlando's lost like pro- possibly yeah. their best pizza <laughs> <laughs> uh so so yeah i i got to watch the super bowl that that year i guess you got to go on your fourth of july vacation yes uh, so it, it's not that bad no no it turned out okay yeah yeah yes, in the yes, end so in retrospect like, everything's like crazy and especially at that age in that moment and then you know yeah retrospect yeah. So where did but you go I, from, from Orlando's? So I, I got fired from Orlando's and Dwayne's wife, my mother-in-law, Liz, was going out of town to help her mom uh, work for a summer. And so I, at that time, I was, I was dating Christy, my okay. wife. I had food experience and he was like, well, I need somebody uh, to help me for this summer. And I was like, I, I mean, I'm free. Yeah. And he... I don't, I don't know how easy of a decision that was for him to like get your daughter's boyfriend. Boyfriend, yes. Uh, you were but, a fiance at the time, you were a boyfriend. No, yeah, I was just like a, a young, dumb boy. So, uh, but <laughs> roll nice. the dice. Yeah, it was a roll of di- the dice and he was nice enough to let me work for the summer. And, and so I started working for Tom and Bingo's uh, summer of 2009. Wow. Yeah, so I've I've been been there for a while. So this was yeah before the giant barbecue explosion, and that was kind I, of like around the explosion, like it was just yeah just right before. Yeah, it was yeah, and it was right there, and I I just loved it. I I loved uh, just the customer interactions and working with Dwayne, and it was just like a it's like a kind of like a barbecue uh, like a barber shop type feel where these old farmers and you know cotton farmers and these old just Dwayne friends would come in and they'd chop it up and and it was just exciting you know and and the the type of experience and the type of service that we would give it was like it was like you would walk into your 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 mom's kitchen I mean and you just know he knew everybody hey blah 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 like and he already would know their order he'd have it made by the time i they love got. place don't you love places like that i love places like yeah that. i mean that's what secured this passion was it wasn't even the barbecue i just loved the interactions and and uh everything like that so, so that's kind of like the moment that it really clicked oh yeah yeah i uh i i, I didn't leave like uh, the summer's over liz came back and i stayed um <laughs> through tech so i went to texas tech okay. and i uh i I worked there with Dwayne. I was playing music at that time. So I was just gigging and I was working at Tom and Bingo's and going to school and at tech. And that's what I did until I graduated. Well, I moved. Yeah, that's what I did for a while. What was on the menu at the time? So our menu then was mainly chopped brisket sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Um, we had chopped sliced sandwiches, regular and lean. We had ham. We had bingo burgers. And that's it. What was a bingo burger? Was that brisket? A bingo burger is a smoked hamburger patty. It's an eighth of a pound hamburger patty. Um, that's really old school. And uh, we would smoke them on our pit and uh, put them in the, some barbecue sauce and some water. And, and uh, yeah, they were super cheap. Um, I think back then, like you could get a bag, uh, a bag of six for a dollar. So <laughs> yeah, no, this was, that, sorry, this was like back in the 60s. Oh, well, well, okay. It was a cheaper option. You look so good for people. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. So bingo burgers were like that cheap option that people could could afford. Yeah. But now it's because I was wondering too, when I saw, we'll get into Daniel's visit, but I I saw he put eighth of of a pound and I'm like, what's going on? That's Yeah, they're super weird. And yeah, they're they're so small because if you smoke smoke anything bigger on the pit, it's just going to dry out. So it's really that perfect size of okay, you can smoke it and then it's still kind of good. Um, but that's another sandwich that I kept on the menu just to tie into our history and, and to that connect to the past nice um, type of thing. So it's not like something that I'm like, 
it's not like I'm super proud of them, but it's just our connection to our history basically. And, and they are good. They are good. It's uh, Kelly who came in with Daniel kind of said, it's like, um, like, like a white castle type of taste. They're addicting. Yeah. It's more of an acquired taste. And it's really funny because I'll still get customers that are coming, that come in today that are like 65 ish. And they'll still get two bingos, which is kind of like, you know, that's kind of what kids get today. And, uh, and that's because they got that when they went to Hutch, which is a, a junior high that's right down the street. And back, back in the 60s and the 70s, it was open campus for lunch um, at a junior high school. So wow. these junior high kids would walk down and eat with Tom and all they could afford was a bingo burger. So they loved these bingo burgers and they just never graduated to the, you know, the chopped brisket sandwich. So the, um, so the, the bingo burger, is that the same as the cheeseburger or is no, the not, cheeseburger, right? You still, but you yeah. still have the bingo burger on the menu. Yes. Yeah. Okay, we okay. still have the bingo burger on the menu. The cheeseburger is something I, I keep the bingo burger on the menu, but to, to satisfy myself, I say, all right, here's, here's my version of, uh, cheeseburger, you know, like, or sorry, here's my version of the bingo burger. Gotcha. Um, so I get to kind of, I get, I kind of get to riff on that and say, you know, here's, here's the updated bingo burger, you know, something like that. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So how, so then the band, did you guys tour and stuff or was that like just a kind of a local thing or was that? Yeah, no. So we played, I played in a band called Mystic Mountain Revival. We were like a, a hippie jam band. Um, nice. And we would, we would just play uh, a lot of Grateful Dead and Fish songs and That's uh, we, cool. we didn't yeah we didn't tour or anything we we played in in lubbock we kind of played in west texas we would do some gigs around west texas but we played in lubbock bar scenes and for the whole time we went through college and the, I, I mean we, the, the lead guitarist and singer was randall a uh, great musician i mean one of the best guitarists that still to this day that i've ever heard he's so talented and uh, so I, I'm lucky that I got to play with him. Does he does he have his own band now? Um, no, he still plays. Like uh, now he's he's in Denver. He's doing some bluegrass stuff. So he, he's super he's super smart too. He's uh, he's an engineer. He's he's crazy. Like fish. Like it sounds like it seems like a yeah. lot of these guys like like people think like the Grateful Dead or fish like are just these like stoner hippies uh, yeah guys that do drugs and they but it's a lot they're suit they're hyper intelligent and when they go off on these riffs, it's like a jazz blend of, yeah, it's pretty. He's insanely smart. And that's what, you know, if, if you're a great musician, more than likely you're really good at math yeah. because that's how these, uh-huh. that's how, you know, that's, he true. that's a good at, point. Yeah. I know him well enough that that's how he looks at the guitar. It's, it's, it's awesome. And I, I love to see him play guitar and, and he just, he's looking at the neck of the guitar and he's just thinking about numbers and math equations. I'm like, all right, I must not, I'm, <laughs> you don't get it. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get yeah. it. It's like those little kids that could play piano at like three or something. It's like their brain yeah, yeah. shifts. Yeah. So yeah. then, so then were you with Christy the whole time? Yeah. Yeah. I was with Christy the entire time. I, I tried to break up with her cause I was like madly in love with her at 20 years old. And I was like, Nope, I'm not settling down this early. And I, uh, I was like, I, I can't, I'm going to, I'm going to have some fun. And, uh, I tried to break up with her and I had a, I did. And I had a shift at Orlando's. This was, you know, pre, yeah. pre, yeah. I had a shift at Orlando's and I, I like cried the entire time. And <laughs> I was like, no, take me back. I, I'm sorry. I made a mistake and it was awful. And I think she made me, uh, she made me work for it, but um, I learned my, her. I learned my lesson that, you know, sometimes you don't know what you have until it's gone. It's not, it wasn't even that. I just had the, you know, uh, us guys kind of, uh, yeah, you just, well, you, and you also have that, yeah, that mentality. We can be stupid sometimes. Uh-huh. Yeah. We can be stupid all the time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so like right when I broke up with her, I was like, nope, that is like, that's my wife. I'm never doing that again. Wow. That's so funny. That's so yeah. interesting that you met her at such a young age and then at, at a lemonade stand. That's like such a great story. And yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I tried to date her in high school too. And I would like, she had a boyfriend and I would openly flirt with her and like make fun of her boyfriend and, and uh, just like p- pick at her. I, we were in an art class together and I That's would, uh, I would, yeah, I would, I would, I was always trying to date her, but 
it didn't work until later in life, which is a little bit later in life, which is probably for the best. So when did you guys get married? We got married in, oh. I know, I apologize for asking that because I can't, uh, like, that's not a good question. 2016 or 16, I think. You know the date, probably. You don't need to know the year. Yeah. Yeah, July 10th. We just had our anniversary. Oh, happy anniversary. um, Thank you. So, uh, yeah, uh, we got married in in Keystone, Colorado. Um, We moved off. Yeah, it was awesome. We moved off after I graduated. It was like a year before I graduated. Me and Christy, we uh, we moved off to Denver. We wanted something. We we wanted to move away from Lubbock. You know, we're both from Lubbock, and we were like, we got to go try something else. Experience. Yeah, we got to go experience something else. So we moved to Denver. She got a really good job in the oil and gas stuff, and I I got a job at Denver Biscuit Company. And oh wow which I don't know if you've heard of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I, I know all these biscuit companies. For some reason, I'm weird, fascinating, yeah. strange stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, I kept, uh, I still worked in food there. Um, Denver Biscuit Company is still like an inspiration to me. They were an awesome company to work for. I learned a lot. We got to experience Denver and the food scene there. And we lived there for three years, three or four years. Um, I wanted to be a ski bum, you know, I just wanted to ski and work in the ski industry. And I did, I got to work for Vail Resorts and it just wasn't what I thought it would be. So I, the whole time in Denver, I was always thinking about Tom Bingo's and I would write down ideas that I had. I would read like restaurant tour books. Huh. It was always just in the back of my mind enough to keep me interested. Once the ski industry thing didn't work out for me, um, we got to where we would do the same things in Denver. Like it got to where, you know, you got used to it. Um, then the, the new wore off yeah, yeah. and I just felt like I just wanted to go cook barbecue and do Tom and bingos and, uh, Christy, she was able to keep her job. Yeah. I was wondering, like, was she able to train? Like, okay. Yeah. So she works, I'm actually in her office right now. So oh. she, uh, she works from home. And she offices, um, so she got to keep her job with a, a really good company in, huh. in Denver. And I got to move back here and, and do Tom and Bingo's. So when you came back, was it, and Dwayne was still alive at the time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we moved back in June, 2017. Um, and he died July 16th, July 15th. So like, a month a month after we moved back, he just suddenly passed away. Oh. Um, he was he was a little bit sick. Um, nobody thought he would he was gonna you know, it was a little autoimmune disease that seemed pretty treatable. Nobody mm-hmm. had any idea that it was that bad, and then it just uh, it progressed really quick. And and uh, so yeah, we moved back to take over this restaurant. A month later, he he dies, and we're just like you know. Wow. So then did you guys shut down for a while or did you have to? Yeah. Yeah. We shut down for a couple of weeks just to, just to, you know, let everything settle and, and there's a lot of grief going on. So it was hard to, it was hard to open up the store then. So yeah, we shut down and and kind of regrouped a little bit. But at that point, when you reopened or essentially reopened, Mm -hmm. would, would, was it the same menu that was before? Did you keep that? And then at what point did you decide to start shifting it yeah so I kept everything when I when I took over everything was the same um I it was the the same way that we cooked briskets I did everything uh his way um then and it took a while for the for the menu to progress so back then we would just wrap some briskets and foil Mm. throw them on the pit at like two and two in the afternoon and just cook the hell out of them real quick um and they would we'd leave a fire at night and they would kind of cook and rest overnight in the pit. I gotcha. And okay. uh, that, that also kind of goes back to shoemakers and that whole thing back then um, they didn't really care about the meat quality so much as the barbecue sauce. So you'd, you'd cook some meat to throw on a sandwich and then you just douse it with barbecue sauce. And our barbecue sauce is really delicious. So that was kind of the style back then before this got, now there was obviously a, a lot of different styles of barbecue, but one of them was just to, you know, the meat wasn't as important uh, as the sauce. And, and that's, that's the barbecue. That, that was the style I was cooking after Dwayne died. And uh, I cooked that for a little while. Yeah. I, I cooked the same way for a little while to, to kind of 
I didn't want to change things, you know, I wanted to, it was too fresh. I, I wanted to honor, you know, the restaurant and, and also the customers weren't ready. And they yet. were coming in probably heartbroken or they're heartbroken. Sad. Yeah. Very sad. Um, it was a hard year really. Um, and I had to honor that tradition that, that got me to where I am now, but also for the customers, like, I, the last thing I wanted to be, that's respectful, that, yeah, yeah I, the last thing I wanted to, to do is come in as the stupid in-law and change everything and ruin this, this mm -hmm. spot that so many people love. They've been going to for decades. Yeah, decades. So, yeah. So uh -huh. I was super careful about everything, uh, you know, all the changes, it was a it was a fine line and a, a delicate dance I would say at that time were you going out to other barbecue spots and seeing what they were doing is that what inspired you to shift the menu or when I first took over I know we were kind of like I didn't have any idea the vastness of this barbecue world I didn't I, I literally wasn't on Instagram. I'm, I'm still like, I didn't even know, like, this is my first zoom meeting. So I didn't pay attention to the uh, social media. I didn't, I, I didn't eat anywhere because I was kind of taught, like we were like, uh, you didn't need to eat anywhere. Like this is where the barbecue's at. And, and it was kind of like a blast so interesting. to, yeah, to eat other at, at another spot. So, um, but I did eat at Owlbear in Denver. Um, when they were in Finn's Manor, when I lived there. Okay. With Carl, uh, relu yeah. Reluctantly, reluctantly, I ate there and it like secretly, it blew my mind. I was like eating it and I was like, oh my God. Like, Does Carl this? know that? I don't know. I don't even know Carl. So okay. Probably well, I'll not. write him. I've, I've been writing him. I was, yeah. I, I, I had done some, some texts and he's like, he wanted me to edit it. And uh, yeah, no, he's a, he's a cool guy. He's a, okay. okay yeah, I'm sure he is. So that was kind of like, Albert was like my first like kind of like holy shit moment that I tasted it and I was like this is I because I, I had seen pictures of like the black brisket you know and I had heard like whispers of oh my gosh and I I was like it was a crossroads for me because I was like I had this soft spot for Tom and Bingo's and then I saw this barbecue um, revolution come up and Albert was kind of my first taste of that and I was just I couldn't believe it. Like it was insanely good. And he had worked and, at Franklin. Yeah. He had worked at Franklin's. I knew that. So he, I knew I kind of got, you know, a little bit of that. I wasn't eating any, I had no idea of anything. I was clueless. I was just focused on, you know, my work at Tom and Bingo's and what I had, what I had cut out for me. Okay. When did you and, switch? When did you start changing? So yeah, after the dust had settled a little bit after Dwayne died and um, you know, me and Christy were able to talk a little bit more about it. You know, it was a source of, you know, it was a source of grief for Christy and my mother-in-law. And so we didn't really talk about the restaurant for like a year because I was like wanting to try new things and they were against it. And I, you know, understandably so, you know, that's yeah. kind of who the store and Dwayne were tied, you know, they were, they were one in the same. Yeah. So um, but I had a vision of, you know, what I thought Tom and Bingo's could become. And I just wanted to start working on that. Um, so eventually, uh, Jimmy Ho came in and <laughs> oh. ate. And he was like, oh, yeah, I'm a, I do, I write. And I served him like a chopped brisket sandwich, like we historically always did. And uh, he was like, yeah, I, I, I write for Texas Monthly. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm sure y'all are into like the black briskets or whatever. And I kind of blew it off. And then he tagged me in an Instagram post and I go to his page and he had like, I don't know, like 30,000. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, like what is going on here? <laughs> and that is like what got me into this world was when he came in and I I saw like, that's when I got introduced to the Instagram barbecue scene. And I was like, you know, just it's, my it, mind it, was, it's like, mind blowing. Yes, yeah. Is. My mind was blowing. And so that kind of like sparked it off. And I just kind of like, it was kind of like marinating in my head. I still kept everything the same. I might've like thrown some salt and pepper on some brisket, 
and uh i have pictures of like our brisket evolution it's kind of hilarious um but customers would get mad if they saw like pepper on a brisket like they would they would tell they would call my mother-in-law and be like hey what is ian doing down there oh that's he's uh yeah there's something weird on the brisket it was pepper and uh it's just not crazy pepper like they've had pepper on it's so many things in their lives yeah yeah so it was uh it was a lot of that uh, the first couple years and then daniel called me for the shoemaker interview and i know by then i knew who daniel was and i obviously i knew who daniel was a backstory of him we catered me and Dwayne catered a a, uh, an event that he had in lubbock where he came and talked about you know kind of techniques and barbecue and I, I actually, Duana was running the store and I went and catered the event that, that Daniel had. And he's sitting there talking about these techniques that I was definitely not using. <laughs> and it was just like, uh, it was humiliating, but it, it also like, it also like pushed me in, in the right direction. And I, re, I like little, little hints where I was like, all these little okay, things that are, yeah, yeah, all these little things that are like mm-hmm. working my psychology to finally accepting um the new the mm-hmm. new ways i guess and uh so th- those things were just chipping away in my mind over the years finally he called me for the shoemaker interview and was wanting our history and stuff and uh and wanting to know how we tied into the shoemakers and i was like who are the shoemakers i don't know any of this so i i uh, I went to my family and started getting information about Tom. And that was just, again, like mind blowing. I was in the most insane situation where I was learning all this stuff as I just newly bought and took over a barbecue restaurant. So it was, it was just a crazy. If it wasn't for Daniel, you wouldn't have even asked those questions possibly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Found out randomly. Yeah. It, yeah, it, it, those things sparked it off and, and it definitely would have been a long time. I could have still been cooking the same, who knows, mm-hmm. but I looked into that for Daniel. I was on the phone with him. I told him all that I knew. And like that weekend I bought Aaron Franklin's masterclass and like binged it. in like a day I shut down the shop for the weekend and just drove to Austin. Like, I was like, I told my wife, I was like, I got to go. Like this thing is calling, you know, the, like the lame, easy thing. I was like, I got to go to Austin, went to Austin and went to, uh, Franklin's and snows and law barbecue and styles switch. And that just, yeah, that just probably just opened the floodgates, right? Oh my God, you have no idea. So, um, I mean, as I was in line for uh, Franklin's, I went in to buy a beer because um, you got to go in and buy a beer, you know? And I couldn't believe, like, I was like, where's the seating? Like, where's the restaurant? And they were like, it's, this is the restaurant. And I just, I like, I couldn't believe it, that it was, that they were holding tight to basically what kind of Tom and Bingo's was. I was like, this is like Tom and Bingo's because uh, we have like zero seating yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and uh, you got one guy on the block I just didn't think that it was going to be anything like that especially just, seeing yeah seeing the line and seeing what it is you think that that's a massive operation that yeah, yeah I thought it was going to be huge a bunch of seating and I was just giddy with excitement so then did you start cooking that like thereafter did you start cooking differently or did you try again how and how much failure do you have doing this so yeah, from then I realized I was like, okay, I'm gonna start trying to do this and slowly. Um, I went and cooked uh, with Dylan Taylor and Lane okay. and Jalen and Johnny with the at Goldie's. Um, he was they were doing classes. I think they still do classes, but yeah, they still I, like yeah, they go yeah, offhand, yeah. I, yeah, I thought I was gonna buy an offset, and so I was like, okay, cool, I'll get to cook on an offset and like kind of like learn firsthand those techniques that they knew um so i went and cooked with them and um that you know got everything just progressed in my mind and they were like what are you cooking on and i was showing pictures and they were like that thing is like that's cool and so i was like what i thought that you cooked the briskets on an offset like i didn't know that it could be done on our pit well well, did you have you seen johnny white's uh jerby have you seen his youtube channel Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 I, I saw, I, I keep 
I keep up with all that and I watched y'all's interview too. Okay, well, cool. Thank you. <laughs> but, he, but it was interesting because when I was doing research for him, I found that that cinder block offset that he, and that reminds me of what you're, because he created with like less than $200, a cinder, a, a cinder block offset pit yeah. that you could build in your backyard. And so you're kind of using those same uh, thermodynamics or whatever. You're yeah, using yeah. the same, yeah, yeah. Yeah, kind of, kind of. I bet that cinder block pit makes a little bit more sense than mine, even. Probably. So, yeah, <laughs> probably because, is. yeah, the way the smoke goes, yeah, it's, uh, but. Uh, but it doesn't but, yeah. mean that you can't do that on what you have yet. Yeah, it, you definitely can do that. You just have to change up things a little bit, change things up a little bit. And um, and so I thought I was, I, but before then, before I went and cooked with those guys, I, I just thought that I had to have an had offset. Have like, I just, you know, that's what you see. I, I just wanted I finally accepted. I was like, all right, I'm going to cook those briskets and I'm going to do it at common bingos and I, I'm going to get an offset. And that's, that's that. And uh, then I went and cooked with those guys and they were super, they were like impressed with the pits. And so um, on, honestly, they, they kind of helped me kind of mend that gap of like, okay, I can cook this way on my pit. And so then I was just like, all right, that's what I'm going to try and do. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I started then that was a couple, maybe a year or two, maybe it was probably two years ago. Okay. So then I came back and I just started trying to cook on my pits like that. And yeah, a lot of, a lot of failure. But the cool thing about what Tom and Bingo's was, is that we were mainly known for chopped brisket sandwiches back oh, then. Oh, so you could... So even if I cooked, you know, a, a subpar brisket, I could chop it up and it would be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and it might be uh, even better than. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it worked out. And then, and then, as we kind of touched on the beginning, when did you, when you started to transition to buy the pound too? Like, was that odd for people? Because were they buying yeah. by the pound back then? No, no, no. It was all sandwich style, and uh, it was honestly still sandwich style until. I took uh, our the crew that we have now to DFW to go on a barbecue tour, okay. and we realized like the plating was just beautiful, and like we went to Danes, and obviously like that is just like aesthetically just perfect to so look gorgeous. at. Yeah, so we were we were sandwiches and just like I mean we would do plates and stuff, but I would do them on just like little three pound boats, and I was kind of like even up until like recently, like within the year. I still wanted to, I was kind of against it because I didn't want to like depart too far from what Tom and Bingo's does. So, so you uh, had that in you too. Not only, it wasn't just the customers, but you have that in your yeah, being. Yeah. It's, I mean, I fell in love with the old Tom and Bingo, you know, the second generation Tom and Bingo's. That's what I fell in love with. So yeah, I'm right there. I'm a little bit ahead of our customers. You know, I had this this idea of what we could do but i still yeah like there's a big part of me that just wants to hold on to the old ways and you probably will always i will yeah i'll always be that way and and that's that's kind of what makes tom and being i have to i have to constantly check my ego and check it's that running tom and bingos is not about me and it's not about what i want i have to ask the customers, the community, and the store has its, uh, it has its way of like, it's like a living thing and nobody could understand it other than me, but I have to ask the store like permission. And there's always these very clear, that. yeah, it's insane. There's always these really clear cut signs that like, if I try something, there's always like a clear cut sign of like, no, don't do that. Or yes, do that. And so I have to like, you kind of have to like put it up in the air and just like ask the- But that's the, great. Yeah, like it's yeah, like, ask like an, the, off, the, an offering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have to like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have to ask and maybe you're asking the, the past pit masters. Maybe there's, you know, I don't know, some weird things happen up there at nights when, when you're there cooking by yourself. So that's, I, that's what I tell myself of, you know, oh. it's, it's, it's this living thing that, that if you- if what I found is if I try and do something that I want to do, it's not going to work. And if it's got it, it's, I don't know. I don't know. This is, no, this is great. I, and 
I hope that, and I hope that people will get a chance to get to know you through this because I want them to know Tom and Bingo's, but also too, I think it's important because it shows that you respect that heritage and that past, but you also like, you want to introduce things that are current and that people like right now, but you also, it's, it's very, very, very important for you to respect what was there before. And I think a lot of people just buy a place and then they just make it their own. And, and I think a lot of, a lot, a lot of people, all types of restaurants try to shove people, things down people's throats and then they don't understand why it doesn't work. And it's, it has to make sense. And yeah, sense I'm, I'm, I'm very big on that. That's like my first, that's the, that's one of my top priorities is I do it for the culture and barbecue culture. And I love like when you walk into an old place and it looks just uh, rough and, yes. and like that culture is what barbecue is to me, you know, barbecue is, you know, it, it, it's, it's different things to different people, mm -hmm. but I love that, that barbecue spot. That's kind of a little bit, you know, not, not clean, mm -hmm. little, some, some uh, rough edges uh -huh. and, but at the, in a way to do it today, the food's got to be really good. So I have to get the food really good. And then other than that, I want to, I want to do it for this barbecue culture because I owe it to barbecue culture and Texas culture taking over this old, old restaurant. And if I was to change things in my, in my opinion, that would be a disservice to the culture that we get to like, that's the exciting thing is keeping that culture alive and keeping history and memories yeah. going, you know, like that's, that's, that's where the love and the passion comes in. And there's people that are bringing in their great their grandchildren. And then it's, there's multiple generations of people that are coming into your place and they want to share that, that old experience with their kids or grandkids. And yeah. so, but yeah. also you're introducing things that I think I, it, it always blows my mind that there are places in Texas that haven't had like quote unquote craft barbecue or haven't had that. Yeah. Like you hadn't even like really. And it's so to introduce that to people that haven't had that, that's a, that's a tough, tough offering to do. It's difficult. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. And still, it's still new. I mean, all of this craft barbecue stuff is still new. I mean, to you and me, you know, it's not, but yeah. to the normal customer that eats barbecue, you know, it's this whole, everything is still new, especially in Lubbock, yeah. you know, so. It's exciting, but, but it must but also yeah. be good because there's a lot of people rooting for you because I, I was talking to Mallory last week, Evie Mays, and it, it's just interesting. Like she, she's like, yeah, Ian's such a great guy. And so it's that part of the community is wonderful. And then the fact that oh. I want to discuss, cause Daniel Vaughn recently visited with Kelly and Dell two wonderful humans. And it's just that, that must've been an interesting experience. Yeah, that was crazy. I'm still like, reeling it uh it hasn't set in quite yet um because uh but but real quick yeah mallory and artists are amazing like yes. they're such supportive people and the, really everybody in the west texas uh ashley and isaac at uh pit forks, pit forks yeah the guys at rahino and hill andrew hill at hill oh, like he's such a cool dude I, I write him every so often he's an artist too it's just yeah amazing. yeah yeah he so like the scene here is is really supportive and nice um but yeah and generations of people come into tom and bingo's and like that's one of the coolest things when a grandfather brings his grandkid and it's like yeah, yeah we used to come in here and eat sandwiches for 25 cents and you know and i'm just like that, yeah man. yeah like yeah yeah so i mean i hear that literally like 10 times a day though these used to be a quarter and uh You're like yeah 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 yeah, yeah like inflation yeah so i don't no. know if they're getting that like uh, man like you're charging a lot you know i don't know so yeah well that's what you're like well gasoline used to be and yeah, yeah that's what i need to get i need to have the prices of gas yeah, yeah. to the year yeah mm -hmm. and just just roll the decks that yeah so um, that way people can yeah because it is there are places too yeah when i know that i talked to somebody in north carolina i think it was uh, at stamey's he had said that people got upset when i think he increased from like three dollars to like 350 people like were like wanted to like break the doors down they were so mad yeah 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 it's it's, it's wild it's wild especially when you have older customers yeah so how was that how was that visit and what do you i want, I want people to know your menu too that's very important yeah yeah so the daniel vaughn visit was uh I mean, I have been kind of expecting him for like two years. 
since I've been cooking this way, like every day, you know, like you're just kind of like, I wonder if Daniel's going to come today. And so uh, like we, at, maybe six months ago, I was like, I, I give up. Like I'm not, uh, I can't focus on it anymore. And then sure enough, like it's the craziest timing because really we just kind of got all of our details ironed out like the week before he came, literally like our brisket cook wow. increased the quality like a week before he came. They were good, but we got them. We, with the pits that I'm cooking on, it's a lot of, uh, you have to translate everything from like what you see on YouTube, like Jerby and Meat Church <laughs> and Joe Yim, all those things that I watch on YouTube, on my pits, you can't, you got to translate it. So um, it took years to figure out. And like, we just got our quality where I feel proud, like a week before Daniel came in. That's how and things work. That's how the I know works. it's so weird. And then I was working on a patio for extra seating and I got that done the day he came in. So <laughs> the first day it was open was the day he came in. So that's so crazy. It was so crazy. I looked up and it was Daniel Vaughn. I think I audibly said like, holy shit, it's Daniel <laughs> Vaughn. Um, and he was just so nice, so nice and supportive. And you just don't know because some, some food critics come in and they're like intimidating. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I just didn't know him. And he came in with Kelly and just, I was like, I, my hands were shaking. I had tried to trying to put that plate together. Um, I got it together and he seemed to enjoy it and uh because they were eating on the patio right i think the photos yeah that I saw. yeah he ate on the patio like i just got done like that morning with the table that he ate at so um they ate on the patio and and i got to kind of tell him uh our, our little short version of this and tell him our story and they seemed interested and it was just an honor to feed him i mean i i just and it was a weight lifted off like i just wanted to know his input i wanted to know where I was and and it was just yeah it was insane. well I, I hadn't I haven't talked to Daniel personally about it but I talked to Kelly who's an amazing friend and she said that it was fantastic like that good good and, yeah, and yeah. the photos that I saw were just I'm like okay this is what I thought it was and it proves it and that's killer that's such a a relief right <laughs> yeah it's a relief and and just the fact that we got our menu down like couple weeks and it was it, you know it was it was decent it would have been decent before but it was it was I, I served him something that I was proud of that's yeah and, yeah more so not a relief as much as just it was nice to be able to put your best foot forward and yeah yeah and I always knew that we had that in us at, at, at the store and I would have felt terrible if he would have came two weeks before you know so just the timing of it was yeah, amazing timing's interesting and, yeah what did they get and then what was your what's your menu yeah so our menu now is uh brisket pulled pork house-made chipotle cheddar sausage um and that's what they got um and they got a bingo burger um and they actually liked that like i was kind of like scared to give them one but they understood it and they understood the tie back historically and i always thought that daniel vaughn like would understand what we're doing because some people come in and it's like they don't get it and uh and some people come in and they do get it. So it's Tom and Bingo's is like, you either get it or you don't. Mm -hmm. And uh, I always thought, and I was like, surely Daniel Vaughn, like. The two, the two of them both love the history of barbecue and history of yeah, food. So I think you, yeah. you, you serve that to two perfect people. Yeah, it's kind of insane. They they understood it and they they got the history. And it was just it, I, like, I couldn't have dreamt it would have gone any better. Well, hopefully people that oh. watch this too and listen to this when they come and get it in order to, they'll understand the history too. Because yeah, of what yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I appreciate the opportunity because I've never really gotten a chance to tell the whole history like this. And I've been, you know, when I'm at work every day, I feel like I'm at a barbecue museum and um, it's nice to be able to tell the story really it, uh, it, because Tom and Bingo's deserves the, the chance to tell the history. And I owe it to the store to tell that history. But on the menu, we have brisket, pulled pork, house-made sausage, sausage. Um, and that's, that's Wednesday through Saturday. Okay. Uh, bingo burgers. Uh, we, we do turkey uh, when we get it. We, do, we try and have it on the menu every day. Okay. Um, and then uh, we do pulled pork taco. Um, yeah, I saw those. 
Yeah, that's uh, something I like doing. Um, I like the Mexican culture and cuisine. I really like uh, so, and it's a way to sell pulled pork. You know, we have a coleslaw and potato salad, um, and then we do like a little twist on banana pudding every every week. We'll do something different with it. Okay. Um, they had like a Elvis style, which is like peanut butter and honey and banana and like a banana pudding, which is really cool because like you eat it and you're like, oh, banana pudding. And then like a half a second later, you think back on that, like peanut butter and banana and honey awesome. sandwich that you ate as a kid. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's, that's something I like to do is like, if, if, if food can like spark a memory, a visceral that's, memory. Yeah. That's, that's kind of like, that's, that's everything to us. Like we work on that nostalgia and that's, that's kind of what we try to hone in on. That's almost what you guys are. You, that's yeah, you know, the, that's, the manifestation that's what, yeah. of that. That's yeah, that. exactly. But now I, I I saw too that do you guys mix up the sides sometimes? So did you have like a lotus or did you have like yeah okay. yeah? So we'll we'll do some we'll do some sides when we're when we're feeling when we have time and we're feeling like we want to do something we'll do yeah. something just as a special and we do pork spare ribs on Fridays and we do our brisket cheeseburgers on Tuesdays and Saturdays. Oh, Tuesdays and Saturdays. Okay. Yeah, Saturday we'll have the full barbecue menu with cheeseburgers. And you open at 11, right? Yeah, we open at 11. Yeah, yeah. And, and how are you guys? And like, obviously, once this, because this will probably come out tonight or tomorrow, and then there'll be, uh, I'm sure Daniel, <laughs> Daniel's going to write. So right now, what, what are you currently selling out at? Like, are you, are you selling out every day? Or is it something like, can people come a little later in the day and get food? Or? Yeah, we'll try and stay open till like three. Okay. I mean, sometimes we'll have a line. Sometimes it's, it's, a, it's a different spot. You know, we we'll have regulars that come in three times a week um, yeah. and get a sandwich. We'll, we'll have food till like three, three ish. Okay. We try and stay open. I mean, we'll, we'll try and go until we sell out. I, yeah. I hate reheating or wasting anything. I, that, that drives me crazy. But if things go the way they possibly could, then you'll probably have to get an offset to add to the. Yeah. We'll see what happens. That I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to get ahead of myself. I just want to focus no, on, on the, uh, on just being who we are and 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 uh, keeping keeping things authentic and and that's something that uh, yeah yeah I don't even know I'm not even maybe you could even build another uh, a pit just like what you have but yeah in another yeah. pit room or something I don't know that would be it I I look forward to hanging out I would love to spend an evening with you too because I'd like to uh, be yeah, around the, yeah. the, the gods and, of the the the, the old pitmasters and. Yeah, it's a cool, it's a cool place to hang out at night. And, and uh, I I think I've made friends with whoever is walking around there at night, we want to do this and, and respect the culture. It's hard to research us. Uh, You had some, some troubles uh, finding stuff about us. And I don't, I don't, we we do that. I don't like to, we'd have to do the Instagram thing to just kind of market ourselves and get our name out there. You have to self promote to to an extent these days day. but if i had the choice not to i would and uh and i don't i don't market everything i th- this tom and bingham is like a, a secret it's like a kind of an underground cult and i want to keep that going as long as mm-hmm. i can because uh, uh uh that's i don't know that's that's something that i like and uh I mean, there's, there's obviously two sides. You, you want to be successful and you want to uh, do that and, and make, you know, get your name out there. But then there's something intriguing about just being underground and mm-hmm. being like a, a Lubbock's kept secret. And, and people feel like- People love that too. People love that when they get to bring their friends into mm-hmm. this spot and they're like, oh, you've lived here. I mean, so many people have lived in Lubbock their whole life and still don't know about us. And I think that's, I don't know. I think that's kind I of I love cool. that. No, I really yeah. love that. And, but it's, and it's also too, Tom and Bingo's people, probably the name itself confuses people, I think. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's kind of nice. I think that adds to, but eventually, you know, the cat gets out of the bag everywhere. Like it just kind of things. Yeah. I mean, and we're not going to like stop that, you know, obviously we've been working really hard and, and we, we still have things we want to do, you know, we're not even done. This is still the beginning for us. And, that we can still get better and i'm i'm still one to increase the quality of our barbecue and do different things and that's great i I just am focused on serving the community of lubbock and and uh i I don't want to look look any anything beyond that that's good that's i think it's best in life to do that too it's yes yeah it doesn't make it's 
and but also two people can it's about five five and a half hours from dallas so there's a number of places out in lubbock so it would be it behoove people to come they can come to visit and then maybe spend the night and then get to see other play, go to other places so it's 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 destination it's not something that's like if, if this was in austin it could be overrun but lubbock's a little out of the way so it does take you know effort to get to where you are or to pass through yeah. so yeah and there's a good uh, there's a good little barbecue tour you know for those guys who are traveling for barbecue you can yeah. I mean, Lubbock the past couple of years has yeah. really gotten, I mean, there's five spots, really good spots that you can hit over two days and yeah, yeah. have some really great barbecue. Great barbecue. Here. Pit Forks, Rahino, Evie Mays, Tom and Bingo's and Hill. And uh, right those are awesome. Yeah, those are great spots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you for taking the time. And I yeah. know that people will, will listen for the whole time because yeah. I know I know sometimes some other uh, podcasts try to keep on under an hour, but but I yeah. I tend yeah. to like to talk. So I, I, I have a I and I I'll I'll here in a day or two, I'll start second guessing myself and just regret how much I talked on here. No, but man. uh uh I uh, I man it's a great honor to be here. I still can't believe that I get to talk to you and you had some of the the best guys. You know, I've listened to these podcasts of uh you know Elliot Moss and Lane and all like my barbecue heroes. I mean, to uh you know, to me you guys are like celebrities. So the fact that <laughs> I get to do this is it's a real dream and a real honor so thank you so much for having well, thank me. you most people probably don't think i really exist in reality i just i'm just doing these and yeah, they don't see like, they don't see they don't see me in the wild you're just one of those like black mirror uh, yeah inter- internet uh <laughs> you know you just that your your existence is on the on on the screen yeah which is fine i think that's totally yeah. fine and what's funny too is that like i because i've interviewed you know like a lot of people that like you like people that are, are my heroes but when i take my glasses off people yeah. like, I look different and yeah, uh, definitely. my eyebrows are so light and so I like I've, I talked to Sam Jones in person and I was just talking to him and then he's like wait you're Kevin like he didn't even know yeah that. yeah and yeah. I put my glasses he's like okay now because I you know I, I'm near like I could I could see everything but I just need it for reading and so it helps yeah. for, for this so it's kind of funny I I should get some glasses that like work just so I can wear them outside. So like air and fragrance glasses or something. But uh, yeah, yeah. Well, this has been wear those things all the this time. has been really awesome. I'm so happy to meet you. I feel yeah. like we're kindred spirits, and I can't wait to yeah. come because a lot of this, like your a lot of the things that you've talked about are things that I believe in and things yeah. that I kind of I, I kind of see how your brain works, and I'm excited yeah, well, to meet you. In thank person. you so much. Yeah, I'm, I hope that people can make the trip out to West Texas and support. Um, this great great scene of barbecue that's that's up and coming but you Definitely. know we're, we're still we're still on the up oh, and yeah. coming so so uh yeah man it's it's been great thank you so much <laughs> all right thanks so much all take right, care bye-bye